Hello. Hi. Welcome back, friends. Episode eight. Yes. We're super excited to have you back at the kitchen table with your friends, Ash and Mare. <laughs> Every time. Um. So Ash shared with me all the things that are in the news of all the things that have happened in the last week. Um, she shared an article with me that I just thought was like so lovely and wonderful to hear. Please share with our listeners this fantastic little tidbit about the inauguration. Yeah. Um, I was scrolling through the many articles and headlines about the events and one that stopped me in my scrolling was that Kamala and Doug MVP and her husband, the second gentleman um, invited his ex-wife to the inauguration because their children were going to be involved in it. How awesome is that? I love it. I love it so much. And for so many reasons, like on a funny level, you have no choice but to accept that invitation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if you say no, you're just an ass. Yeah. Like, you're just being petty. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm not. There's definitely, you can't, you can't turn down the invitation to the inauguration. <laughs> Could you even imagine? No, but outside of that, I just love how incredibly classy, and dignified and genuinely loving that whole gesture and dynamic is. It is. It really is. It's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, what a beautiful thing to, so I feel like we, we speak to this from the heart because we are a blended family and, mm -hmm. and we co-parent and granted our children are much younger, but and neither one of us is a vice president. <laughs> yes. Yet. <laughs> Calvin did say that we would be the best first ladies the other day. He did. He did. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny that we would both be first ladies to him instead of <laughs> one of us being the president. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like we would just occupy the White House. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> first lady. We have shit to do, but not but like not the most important shit to do. No, no, we just want to play in the parties and like maybe have a nice cause. <laughs> okay, they got a good cause. I digress. <laughs> we have a blended family, and honestly, just knowing that it was important to them to involve everyone and that this was like a huge day for Kamala and Doug's children, which are Doug's biological children and Kamala's stepchildren. Mm -hmm. And they call her Mamala, which is the best. <sighs> Absolutely. I adorable. wish I could call her Mamala. Adorable. I mean, <sighs> I just, I love everything about it. And then the fact that they knew, you know, like their mom should be here. They should, you know, and, and they the, were an integral part of, their family's involvement in mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, just having her there and, and letting her be a part of that and wanting her to be a part of that is just so classy. So like huge props to them for just 
setting an incredible example. And it's just another something that is seemingly so simple is a great example of representation matter, like really matters. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely just like every time our kids see a gay couple on a commercial or that there is, you know, a, a lesbian kid in a TV show or a transgender character, like, you know, it's truly meaningful to them when they see things and people and families and couples that look like ours. Yeah. Anybody like any member of the LGBTQ community seeing those roles portrayed, you know, in television or movies or what, what have you is always super important to them because unfortunately we are kind of the lone soldiers in our area yeah. in our, in our out of their friend group. For yeah. Sure. Their parent, and, their parent group. And truly even they don't really have many other families that have, you know, step parents and, and co-parenting. There's a few, but yeah. not like in our, in our tight immediate circle. Exactly. So just to be able to talk openly about a family who are all just treating each other with such respect and um, truly like loving on one another mm -hmm. in that kind of, I mean, enormous public world stage. Yeah. It's just a beautiful thing. One other funny piece of that article mm -hmm. was um, Kamala's stepdaughter was quoted saying she's maybe like 20. Mm -hmm. And she was quoted saying, you know, it's gotten really hard to meet people because in conversation, they're like, oh, yeah, what do your parents do? She's like, oh, yeah, my mom's a, a television producer, a movie producer. My dad's an attorney. And my stepmom is um, the vice president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, trying to ask, I don't know if she's single or not, but, like, asking her on a date and, like what that process is going to look like now? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I know the having just read Michelle Obama's book over the summer, which I am a hundred percent gloating that I read that because it was probably one of the most challenging books I've ever read in my entire life. Um, so I'm saying it as though <laughs> I, I passed some kind of Michelle Obama 400 level college course because I completed that textbook. That is <laughs> you read that textbook cover to cover that is her life story <laughs> but just like you know even her talking about um her kiddos like going to prom and stuff like that you know just how intense it is for young people to be involved in the white house on any level <laughs> but for certain now that her um mamala is the vp it's definitely like I don't know. I just they, they they all seem so wonderfully down to earth and approachable but the reality is you're you're asking the VP's daughter out on a date. Yeah. The reality is it's like the second most powerful person in the world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no matter what, you can't hide anything. <laughs> and you better be really, really impressive. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love that so many people can look at their family whether it's because you are, you know, a family of color or you are a family who has to co-parent or you are, you know, I mean, really anything like a yeah. mixed race marriage. Like there's just so much beauty 
um, to see represented in, in such a high office and, and it's refreshing and beautiful. It is. And wonderful. And I'm happy for our, for us and for our kids that we get to, you know, kind of have a, a front row seat from our couch for something so, so awesome. I love it. All right. Well, we will be right back. Um, we have a, f- an interesting topic today. <laughs> That's we down. always have. Interesting we do topics. always have an interesting topic. I just, <laughs> I am particularly riled about this one, and I'm dragging Ash along with me. Along for the ride, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We will be right back. Okay, welcome back. So, I feel like <laughs> we we've mentioned before we do a lot of hanging out at the skate park. We do. I am getting so good at skateboarding. yeah from the car we are really good at making sure our kids go to the skate park we Um, are good at making sure they get to play outside during a pandemic but what this means is we have a lot of quality time quiet alone quality time together it's true which is more than most couples can say i think there's so much chaos yeah um and and just so everyone knows our kids always wear their masks and they only use their own equipment so our kids are super safe at the skate park it's outdoors it's cold as hell and (laughs) everyone's always sweaty and sniffly when they get back in the car yeah yeah there's not there's not everywhere they can't wait to get their gross masks off they're like my mask is wet disgusting but anyway I digress my point is (laughs) ash and i have some been having some deep conversations during our skateboard park time. We have. And and half the time we're like, ah, damn, we should have hit like we should have been recording this. This is so good. Yeah. You guys might be getting more episodes not from the kitchen table. <laughs> you might be getting episodes from the skate park. Yeah. So I I feel like it's story time right now because I stumbled across someone shared this post on the Facebook. The face place. And I read it. And then I had a lot of, (laughs) I had a lot of feelings after. So I I will start off by saying, I do not know this person. And the person, it's posted by like a page, not even by an individual. So I do not know the author of the following passage. I'm going to read to you all. So there's no question about where I was coming from after the fact. First of all. Yeah. Side note. Yes. Is this a new segment of our show? Is this like story time with Ash and Mary? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know how much people want to hear me read people, other people's posts, strangers from Facebook. Probably not, because now you're just like <laughs> the older generation of yeah. folks that um just share all the things yeah, all that, the time. That read their but anyway, again, this is very specific <laughs> and I have very strong feelings about it. I will, I will now begin. Mm -hmm. I'm almost 27 weeks pregnant. And last night I texted my husband who was in a men's meeting that I really wanted to make brownies tomorrow because I was craving them so badly. Pregnancy cravings can be so strong. Let me tell you. With our first son, I craved Starbucks passion fruit lemonade. With Noah, our second son, I craved lemon meringue pie and must have made at least 20 of them during that pregnancy. With this boy, I crave nachos and brownies. Any 
Anyway, so last night I put our boys to bed craving brownies and then quickly fell asleep myself. Michael gets home around 10 p.m. on Tuesdays and last night he went to Target and got everything to make me walnut brownies and ice cream. I woke up to them fresh out of the oven this morning with a sweet and caring note from him. Michael has such a servant's heart. He is always caring for our family, putting us first and denying himself to become the best man he can. I share this to encourage my single ladies to wait for a man who is a servant. Sure, dating is really fun and so is marriage. When kiddos enter the picture and the day-to-day -day grind becomes mundane, it can be hard to make the choice to love. I'm grateful I waited for a man who honors his wedding vows to me and makes the choice to love me so well. You're worth the wait, ladies. Don't settle. If God is calling you to marriage, he has a man for you. Even though it might feel like he has forgotten about you, I promise he hasn't. Trust him. The end of passage. And scene. <sighs> so. <laughs> Picture it. We're in Sicily. the Sicily. <laughs> Sicily, 1942. I was in the car reading this silently to myself. <laughs> and then I just start word vomiting <laughs> all over the car. Yeah. I had to quickly catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I did not read aloud or silently to myself uh, the same passage. So <laughs> I had to quickly catch up. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I want to be 100% clear that my feelings have nothing to do with men or Jesus. These are, <laughs> these are not my judgments towards either of those particular things having to do with this passage. Right. My issue with this passage <laughs> is the author. And the bar that she has set so damn low. I mean, can't even slide a credit card underneath that bar. <laughs> you don't need a credit card for a box of Target brownies. Woo! Walnut Target brownies, no less. Okay. Here, here's the problem. We, as a society of adults in relationships, in marriages, especially marriages that have been forced to share the same four walls 24 hours a day for the past year, we have got to set the bar higher. I mean, even if it takes a while to move up, set the bar higher. And and here's... Here, Here's why I, I read that and I'm seriously like there's smoke coming out of my ears. Because if we break, let's break it down. This chick is pregnant and taking care of two small children. We don't know if she also works, um, but let's just assume she's home regardless because we're in quarantine. It's the pandemic. So she's home. Her husband works. Her husband is at his men's meeting, which is, you know, his his hobby, his his time, you know, on his own. She's having pregnancy cravings. 
All she wants on this planet is a brownie. And him stopping at Target and getting her a box of brownies is Facebook post worthy. That gesture that he made was so profound to her that not only did she need to tell the world of social media about it, but she compared it to him being a servant to their love. <laughs> you can see now why I had to catch up quickly. <laughs> like, uh, can we just have a little bit higher of an expectation of our spouse that we're not so totally stunned by a tray of brownies that we have to write a religious passage about it. Yeah. She wasn't just that stunned. She then made like a proclamation that it's okay, ladies. The good ones are still out there. The brownie buyers are still out there. That's what you need to wait for. You need to just hold on to your shorts <laughs> and wait for your dear beloved husband. Do not settle for someone who doesn't make you brownies. Who is not going to make you brownies when you're pregnant as all hell and taking care of two small children. Here's the thing. Him stopping at the store and making brownies for her because she expressed a craving, mm -hmm. a want, a desire, what have you, is great. Yes. That's amazing. He should love that. Yes. I'm so glad he did it. Happy for her. Good on him. That's awesome. The fact comes back to that it is so clearly out of character for him to do something like that. Ding, 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 ding. So profound that yes. he would do this. That, that she, it's now. That she's so stunned and amazed by it. She can't get over it. She had to tell the world. So anonymous sister out there who has written this passage about her husband. Like, I hate to break it to you, but like, you need to raise the bar. You do not have a partner. You right. do not have a partner if you're this blown away by this gesture. It's a lovely gesture. Absolutely. You literally made me cookies last night because I had anxiety. And I was like, I'd really love it if you make your cookies. And you made it. Yeah. Like, that was super nice of you. But, but it was not the only thing Jesus has called you to be a great wife. I mean, he has. I am an exceptionally awesome wife. And again, I, 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 I'm joking. Cookies but it, it really isn't about whether or not you're religious or if Christianity is in the center of your marriage. It really has absolutely nothing to do with my point. No, that piece is just. Yeah, it just happens to be. Yeah, it just part happens of it. And to I'm, be. And I'm, I'm being snarky and I'm, I'm totally just calling myself out on being snarky. So it, you're it, good at being snarky, though. Thank you. It's a gift. <laughs> it um, is. So. What I want to say as far as like why why I'm I'm so riled about this is that I just I I understand that mar like marriage isn't easy. 
Marriage right. takes effort. Marriage is a partnership. I mean, people ha ask us what we fight about. Like we can't truly be this happy and and question, you know, like, are we really like this? And and the, the reality is 90% of the time we are like this. Yeah. And of course we have our moments and of course there's things we don't see eye to eye on. But one thing that is really is probably at the center of the success of our relationship is how much we deeply respect one another. Absolutely. And how much of a partnership this is. 100%. I think we have a solid foundation of friendship before we ever became a couple. And I think that really and truly drives how we treat each other. It really does. And I think, and I get it. Not everyone's going to start out as friends first. Like of course not. you are going to, could fall just madly in love, head over heels and, you know, meet somebody online or, you know, it, there's a million ways to fall in love. Yeah. I think what, regardless of, of how you fall in love, the only way for it to propel into a long distance sustain, you know, long distance meaning like amount of time, sustainable, healthy relationship is knowing that the other person, tr you trust them deeply and that you support them and who they are as an individual. Absolutely. So I think, I, I mean, I think where I, I get, I got so riled about this was just like, if she's this pumped about a tray of brownies, what else is she doing on her own that she gets absolutely no support for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the best point. That's the whole point of it is that something seemingly small, mm -hmm. a, a gesture, you know, mm -hmm. something small like making making brownies from a box. And maybe they weren't from a box. Maybe he had some family recipe that took him an hour and a half to do or whatever. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, whatever that looks like, it's that small gesture meant so much to her because clearly there are other things lacking. Yeah. You know, it, me making you cookies last night had nothing to do with the passage that you read to me in the car. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Don't make brownies. Don't make brownies. Don't make make brownies. the cookies. Oh, my God. We totally have brownie mix. <laughs> I am not making brownies. Um, <laughs> But me making cookies for you because you were having a high anxiety day mm -hmm. and mentioned, I love your cookies. I wish we had cookies. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me to take 20 minutes to mix everything together and throw them in the oven. Mm -hmm. You know, that's nothing, especially since it's like a Sunday evening and we're just hanging out. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, do yeah. I want to do another load of laundry or make some cookies and make my wife happy? Cookies it is. Plus, I love cookies. It just, it's, it's one of those things that, you know. It shouldn't, it shouldn't seem like such a big a deal. Exactly. So uh, another example that I had as we like got down this like total <laughs> vortex of <laughs> me judging this poor woman was like a great example is if you're the one that's doing the laundry all the time, mm -hmm. every day, day in and day out, laundry is your burden. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe, you know, maybe you like it, but let's just say you're just the one who winds up always doing the laundry. And your partner throws in two loads of laundry. You 
there, there's a feeling of like, whoo, like, thanks for the help. Awesome. Thanks. But if you have to be like, this was the greatest thing you could have ever done was two loads of laundry when I do a hundred a day. And now I'm going to give you accolades about it. And I'm going to post about it on Facebook and I'm going to make sure you feel like a million bucks. Like it just make to me, makes me feel like that the spouse who's always doing the laundry clearly doesn't want to be the spouse that always does the laundry. Yeah. Right. Like yes. they, they want, and, and not to say that everything needs to be equal all the time, but we had that part of the conversation too, is thing things don't, things are never, always equal. That's not how life works. Mm. Right. So, and that's fine. Inevitably. Like someone may, you know, there's dynamics, you, you have right. your roles and you have your things that you do, you know, for example, like I typically just take care of all the taxes. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't love it, but like, it's just what I do. I take care of it. On the same token, there's about a billion things that you do, you know, in our households that are like, exponentially helpful and make our daily life run crazy smooth. And, um, I can certainly say I've done less laundry than you've ever done. <laughs> family that just like creates dirty laundry. Um, but I think what we do is like genuinely check in with the other person and make sure they're okay with that. Yes there are things that we do balance really well, like cooking dinner. Yes. Doing the dishes and the dishwasher, mm -hmm. making sure the kitchen's clean each night. Those types of things we are pretty good at rotating through. And a lot of times without asking, like somebody will just jump in and say, what, what do you want for dinner? And I think if you can, even if you can recognize in your partner where they are struggling, you know, you recognize in me that I'm having really bad anxiety day, or, you know, I recognize in you that, that you, I'm like totaled out, totaled out, exhausted. Yeah. Like you've just had it, it yeah. you've, you know, you've just had it by the end of the day that you step up to the plate and kind of pick up the slack where the other person, you know, might be struggling. Yeah. And I think by supporting those small struggles, you have such, it's such an enormous ripple effect on supporting each other as a whole, you know, oh, definitely it, it quickly makes it. So, you know, you can fall back on your partner and ask them to stop at the store and grab dinner. If you forgot, or you're running late because you know, that person isn't going to be like, Oh, again, or well, you always go to the store. You, you always make dinner. I can't believe you forgot, you know, the, yeah. whatever. I mean, like. I, I just think if you're supporting the small struggles and, and the small day-to-day -day stuff that can get really tough, that can the build on yeah, the tedious things. Yeah. Then, you know, I think you can then not start to have really huge problems. Right. Because, you know, when you let those things build, all of a sudden you're resentful. Like you have, you, you harbor that resentment towards the other person of like, oh, they never do the laundry. Yes. Ugh. do they even know how to use the washing machine? I'm not sure. Right. You know, you, then you spiral down those crazy tunnels or what is it? What the, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know either. But I would say, I guess if you're a couple out there and you're listening and like, I would say 
a simple change you could make that could make a really big impact in the long run is checking in to see, is it cool that you that you make dinner every night? Do mm-hmm. you want me to jump in and make dinner? Or I know you always are the one that, that loads the dishwasher. You know, do you want me to jump in and do that? I think if you eat, just check in with the person that all of the things that they are responsible for, they're actually okay with. Mm-hmm. Because there's a chance that they are resentful about some piece of like adulting that, that they can't stand. You want to know what mine is? Yes. I'm not resentful about it, but the thing that I can't stand. Tell me. <laughs> about being an adult. Yeah. Folding and hanging up laundry. <laughs> I'll do every lo- last load of laundry until the day I take my last dying breath. Yes. If I could not fold or hang it up and someone else could do that, I would be so happy. And I, I feel like I do try to jump in. You do. We wind up having Laundry Mountain you do. on our bed. Because I go crazy and I'll do like four loads of laundry. Yes. And I know. I am like, she's done all the laundry. I better fold the damn laundry. She but knows. everyone hates hanging. Yeah. No one likes hanging. You always know when I'm like going from room to room and you see the laundry hamper go by in the hallway. Like, (laughs) uh uh-oh. About to have laundry mountain. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I I, was my epiphany Mm. from Mm, this mm -hmm. is it's actually something I'd heard before. It actually was something I heard from a a friend who is, is super religious Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and takes her faith very seriously. Many years ago, I 15 years ago or something, she said to me that um, she puts in their relationship, God first, um, if that's what's important to you, but uh, her husband first and then her children next if you were going to put them on like a ladder (laughs) or some kind of pyramid yeah and i think that's a hard pill to swallow as a mom because you think i have to put my children first yeah i would do anything for them i want to make sure they have the best of the best i gave birth to them i'm a mom you know the title of mom is the most important thing to me and so i think it's easy for moms to feel like their children have to be first But here's my argument to that, Mm -hmm. is that if you're putting your marriage first and you're putting your spouse first, the two people who are responsible for the children and for their joy and for their life will be happier, more authentic, and more joyous. So by supporting you as a human being and loving you deeply and making sure you're okay as my wife is going to result in hopefully you being a fuller, happier person. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And, and that's not, not saying that it's your job to make sure I'm happy in any in in that sense no it's but you have to like, like you do have to feed the relationship right, it, can, it right. will st- it will starve if you do not offer support to exactly like, and feed the relationship right and i think that by if if everyone if everyone's making the effort i mean even if you're making 10 percent more of an effort than you made yesterday 
and you're able to support your spouse, it just trickles down. Because it if, does. if you're supporting your spouse in their career and saying, yeah, go for that, that new job. Even I'll, if it means working a little more. Yeah. I'll pick up the slack at home because I know you can go work extra hours. You're going to get that promotion. Mm -hmm. You're feeding their happiness and their success. Yep. And, and by maybe it's making a sacrifice for yourself. Or maybe you're like you and you looked at me and you were like, you need to go start auditioning again. Go do what you love. And it fed my soul. Exactly. It made me a happier, more joyous person. And while it may have taken a few hours out of my week that I would have been with my children, the person I am to them and for them and the parent that I am for them is exponentially better. Oh yeah. I would agree 110%. Like when, when parents are able to still be humans and the humans that they were before kids, not saying, you know, going out and partying and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but, but pursuing their passions and the things that drive them and the things that, you know, give them great joy and happiness is still important because you're still people. Mm -hmm. You're not just Calvin and Sawyer's mom. Mm -hmm. you, a big piece of the pie that creates you is being Calvin and Sawyer's mom, but you're still Mary. Mm -hmm. Like you still have to remember that you're important. And if you can do all the things that you love and yeah, that might mean sacrificing a few hours a week. The trickle down is so good. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And it not only just feeds your relationship, um, you know, like just by supporting the person, it's going to feed each part of your relationship. It's going to feed your intimacy, your, you know, like your connection to one another, your communication with one another mm -hmm. and who you are as an individual and who you present yourself to as, as your parents to your children. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, you know, I, I was, and I've spoken about this publicly, like, you know, social media and with friends and stuff, but like I, there were people who judged me deeply for coming out and leaving my marriage mm -hmm. because it was quote unquote, I was very, being a very selfish person and a selfish mother for leaving a marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank God I have some backbone and constitution to be able to do that because the reality is by being my authentic self, my children were going to grow up knowing what a truly happy person looks like. Exactly. Not someone that is putting their head down and suffering through. Just going to grind life. it out. Gr grind out life because this is, this is where we're at. Yep. I mean, it goes back to our conversation of like, you can always make change and, and that's true. But like my, my point is if you put your, if you, if you can put your spouse first, but it has to be both of you. Right. You can't just be the martyr of firsthood. <laughs> you have to put each person has to agree to make the other person the priority and their joy and happiness the priority. And the ripple down effect is going to be 
exponential for your entire family. Absolutely. And for your children and for, and for who, you know, the life that they get to experience. You can see why the brownie story is like so much bigger than Than just brownies. brownies. It's a, it's about being a good spouse and a good partner. And in turn, that makes you a good parent and a good human and a good friend. You know, it Mm -hmm. it takes work. It takes a lot. But like, if you put in, if you put in the effort and you put in the time, you're going to get the best out of, out of the person you love the most. I love you the most. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Because you listen to me while I have these absolutely crazy thoughts. Your thoughts are my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, babe. Thanks for powering through these these uh crazy thoughts that i have when someone <laughs> so innocently posts something but so so innocently like they were so psyched that they got brownies <laughs> she was so freaking pumped this she was so poor pumped. woman <laughs> i i will say i guess my my last kind of piece to it is is her her message was to single women right and i think this is single people a hundred percent. This is not about women. Like I said, from the beginning, it's not about women and men. It's, it's about partnerships and, and, and people. So what I, I would say to single people is keep your bar high, expect someone to put in the effort, put in the effort and, and give their best to you. But I will say, always keep your mind open. Mm-hmm. Because I would not have known that my best friend of three years was going to be the person that I then fell in love with and married. You know, I mean, here obviously you're, you're beautiful and I loved you and we had an oh amazing connection God. and like all that's there. But like, had I not kept my eyeballs open to what <laughs> was really happening and who you really were and how I was really feeling, this all would have slipped away mm-hmm. very, very quickly and very easily. Mm-hmm. For God's sake, I was trying to set you up with everyone. <laughs> you really were. That, <laughs> that was, what a gift that was. <laughs> Oh, was such good attention. <laughs> I just want you to be happy. I know. <laughs> people, you don't know. You don't you don't know how many times I tried to set this poor girl up oh. with other people. <laughs> other people being men. I know, I know. Well, we weren't out. No we one was out. Nobody was <laughs> Nobody was out. Um, but I, I mean, (laughs) all jokes aside, I'd say as a single person who's like looking for the right one or, you know, even if you're not looking, I just think having an open mind and, and not just assuming that whether it's your Prince Charming or Princess Charmina. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) who that? I'm so clever. Um, you know, she might not look or he might not look exactly like you imagined or like someone else always told you they should look like. That's a big one. 
I think if you can go into this life with an open mind and a willingness to participate, you'd be really, really surprised of who, who can actually sweep you off your feet. It was me. I swept you off your feet. I think I swept you off your feet. What? <laughs> it was equal sweep. Uh, it was, everyone was sweeping. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks for, I mean, thanks for listening to my ride. Is there anything else you'd like to add to poor Mr. Brownie and his, and his husbandry? Um, I think the only thing that I would like to add that, is that if you are the person who is not making the brownies, go make the damn brownies, man or lady. Mm-hmm. Make the effort. Yeah. I, it, I don't want to sound like the gesture. I will just say one last time is lovely. I love yes. that he stopped and got the brownies. Totally. It's I so sweet. Love that she woke up to brownies that morning. That is awesome. It's the bigger picture. Of. Cause it sounds like she would have been just as happy if she woke up to the box of mix. She would yeah. have also been as thrilled. Psyched. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to have brownies today. But don't, she shouldn't have been, I guess she just shouldn't have been that quite that stunned. Yeah. As I That's said, where it gets as I said, it wasn't like he was like, guess where we're going to get brownies in, in Paris. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to have brownies today, but pack a bag. Because I'm taking you to have brownies under the Eiffel Tower. That is Instagram, Ooh, Facebook, you better, Twitter. You better post it up. Make a YouTube video. That is worth it. Target <laughs> stops. Well, yeah. Anyway. Pull, I'm pulling for her. I, I'm pulling for her. Yeah. I, I'm, on, I'm always pulling for every for every couple. Because yeah. I think is, is this shit's hard. Yep. It's hard. It's sh- the the love should come easy. The partnership takes work. Yep. And you gotta be you gotta be willing to put the work in. Everybody. All everybody. If you're out there thinking you're gonna fix somebody, you're not gonna fix them. Nope. You have to both. Shake hands. You both signed a contract. Well, that is something we say all the time. A lot of times in, you know, in the joking fashion, but yeah, you know, Hey, we signed the contract. I signed a contract. You're stuck with me. Yeah. We signed a contract. Let's do it. All right. Beautiful people go out there. Be great partners. Make those brownies. Fill each other's buckets. If you can, book the tickets to Paris, man. Book that damn ticket to Paris. <laughs> Soon as we're allowed back in. You know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe make a post about your spouse just, you know, just because they were so, you know, they did something great or you're proud of something they did. Just, I don't know, go out there and, and pick a gesture. Pick pick something you're going to do to be a better partner today. Yeah. So so someone isn't stunned about a, a box of brownies. Sound good? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Whew. I feel good about that. Yeah? Yeah. Good. All our love to all the people. We're always pulling for everybody. We are. Took us a while to get here, but it's been it's been worth every second with you, love. I love you so much. I love you so much. All right, guys. We'll see you back at this love fest <laughs> next week. 
We'll have a guest next week. We will. Guests are coming up. <laughs> you you get more than us. Yep. All right. We'll see you next week at the kitchen table with your friends. Ash and Mare. Mare.